Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. Today, we are going to talk about all the different types of pole dancers out there and give a bit of an overview of like different types of pole dancers that we identify, that we mm. see. So, it, and when we say that, we mean more so like different styles. Yeah, it's going to be like, you probably need to like break this one down yeah. a little bit more. Like think about, if you think about your studio, you probably have people who are like, you're like, oh, that's the person that always does this or that's yeah. the person that's always doing this. She's the bendy one yes. or he's the splitty one yeah. or the dancer or the strong, especially for men, like the strong one, like the yeah. flippy one. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to talk about it in general and you might not, like I want to say at the start, you might not feel like you have a specific style, but you mm. might like a style um or be interested in learning a style yeah Yeah. and also your studio might have a particular style that they go towards as Mm. well and we always talk about how much we love pole and how pole is for everyone and I do really believe that um because there is so much to it it's not just like one it's not just a particular sport but like you can just express yourself in so many ways so some people call it a sport some people call it an art I know I've had um quite a few conversations recently with people I've met and I found it really funny because I just call it pole dancing these days like and it's like oh like yeah like pole fitness pole fitness pole fitness and and you might be somebody who identifies with pole fitness rather than pole Mm. dancing like even that has their different things. I feel like I just call it pole. For me, yeah, me pole too. just it, – it. I don't really resonate so much with pole fitness or pole dance. Mm. I just – pole is just – for me, that's what it is. And I think with people who, like, I know well, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I'm at pole or I'm doing such and such pole. On a pole, got a pole thing on. Yeah, but, like, when I'm speaking to people like I'm just meeting, it's like, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. I do pole dancing. Yeah. Um, but True. I think coming back to your point about mm. pole is for everybody, I'm with you there, 100% I agree. What I think, where I think pole is not maybe for everybody is, or not, not for everybody, but, like, the studio might not be suitable yes. for you. Yeah. And I think that's when you might feel like, oh isn't for everybody because mm. maybe the studio just doesn't cater in that way and that's Move- we'll, we'll we'll jump into that in a little bit more detail later but yes movement is for everybody yes. and that's how I see pole is I see it as movement and oh, we I have such a wide array of movement within like pole world like in mm. itself and styles that that's why I think anyone can do it and you know, you might not like the dancing side, that's fine. Um, but like movement is for everyone and everyone should be moving. Yeah, I agree. I like that. That might be a new Renee original. Oh, it's starting to get a bank of originals here. Yeah, we are. Two episodes down. It's just <laughs> a day for it. Points everywhere. So yeah, look, Pole overall, it is a place like we are, we do really well in creating communities, I think. So, mm. you know, it is a place where you can feel like you belong yeah. reg- regardless of your style because there is just mm. pole like you think about pole we talked about this in the identity episode it is that little bit underground it's that little bit sexy and cheeky mm. so 
you want to do it because it's a little bit unique but and like I said before like we always say like pole world because it's Mm. like we're in our own little world um sometimes because once you're in it and you have been doing it and you meet the people and you understand like there's just this different level of oh I see now like so I feel like with like the just the general public I'm gonna say is there's just that lack of understanding of what it is and like Steph said it's a community yeah I agree and I think it's getting there like Mm. definitely in the last 10 years there's been so much growth in the industry and now you can actually have a conversation with somebody and they're like oh normally they the first thing you get asked is like can you do like that flag thing it's like yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I can. And then the next thing is like, your core, your core must be so strong. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, well. Uh, it depends on the uh, Well, actually, what I get is, oh, you're so strong and you could do that. And I'm like, it's relative. I'm strong with lifting my own body, but lifting things or pushing things like it's like for me like opening jars or like anything with that wrist like it's just I don't have great strength in my wrist anyway I've had like issues with my wrist but everyone's like oh you're a partner so you could open that I'm like actually no like I would prefer (laughs) to just deadlift my body over my head than open that jar so please open the jar for me (laughs) (laughs) this I can't do (laughs) so you should have yeah so it's yeah it's really funny how people perceive um perceive you Mm. as well and then you know they obviously don't realize that we have all these subsets of pole dancers that exist you know what I wish I wish that I could be like not in the pole world and have not like I don't wish that but I wish for just a second (laughs) hold on I'm trying to explain for a second and then to think like what I would think if I just saw like an ad on tv or a friend Mm. go oh like I've tried this thing pole dancing like it's pretty cool because when I first started like I got dragged with a friend and I hadn't really heard about it and I was like oh wow this is different like never heard of this before but I wish now I could just see from that lens and see what the image is like because I'm so in it you can't see from the outside. I do remember like mm. googling when I started and trying to find one because like living where I lived it was like there was none there was one I found in there but or what I would think of it yeah I was and not like, in the pole world yeah and there was like ones with like pictures of people's in sneakers and mm. yeah it was interesting but like I judged really hard to start off with because I think I was so scared of making the commitment yeah but did it anyway back on topic (laughs) um we're gonna we'll dive right in oh actually first of all no that's fine we'll dive right in sorry I'm being very indecisive (laughs) to explaining a few different styles that we think that you might see around the studio and we would absolutely love if you guys could message us or comment on our posts to if you have any other styles or ideas we've kind of put it under like a couple different main categories So we put it under like tricks focused, dance focused, storytelling focused, and then also like a mix. So it's kind of like the people that I guess I'm going to say like fall between the cracks. It's kind of like a few different things here and there. I would also say like throwing like the flexi focus into there. Mm. Yeah, I've put that in tricks. Yeah, I guess so. So because generally, but like I guess contortion and Mm – that sort of stuff um, as well, like dance flexi. Like it, there's just so many derivatives and off off this sort of stuff. So it's like, actually a meaty topic. 
It is. It's, there's a lot to it. And you don't have to be like you have particular people, especially when you look at like your pole celebrities. It's like, oh, like she is the flexi one. Like she is – that's what she does. She does contortion. She does tricks. They're all flexi. Even her strength moves are flexi. Her dance moves are flexi. Like it's all – and same with the strength ones. I think too like I'm going to bring my business lens here. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of no different to – starting a business and identifying who your market is like you have to have a niche right like we do talk a lot about being an all-rounder pole dancer and maybe having a little and being like more generalized is probably Mm. a good thing especially for like injury prevention everything else but you know especially when you start getting to those higher levels you pro I normally say you get to advance and you start to explore who you are as a pole dancer and you start to find your style mm. generally in that area because when you get to advance it's no longer structured for the most part because there's just so many new things popping up but yeah mm. and because pole is generally pretty linear so you're all learning the same things yeah. to this point but yeah like that's what it reminds me of it reminds mm. me of business yeah it does you uh, have and to it- niche yourself Exactly. And like we were saying earlier, like when we first introduced the episode is studios can be very focused as well Mm. in a particular way. Um, And that might be, that might resonate with you and it might help you in your pole journey. Um, It might not, and that's okay. We'll sort of talk about that a little bit later. Um, But we'll just go over like the list that we kind of had. So under Tricks Focus, we had like the super flexi ones. So you probably have someone in mind we call them noodles sometimes yeah they're very noodly um we actually coming back to that we are (laughs) we were discussing show night options winter temptations oh yes and i'm like so funny i'm like can i cover pasta because when i think about winter i think about comfort food and i I was like no not the sort of winter temptations that i was thinking of and then i'm like it has to be sexy yeah and then i'm like well, Sexy we can pasta. be we can be like the meatballs, and we have this one instructor who's super noodly. And we're like, they could be the noodle. She can be the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. The meatballs and the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, side note: we haven't done that yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> that might happen. This, yeah, it depends on the theme for this year. Coming into winter for us guys in Australia. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the flexi ones. You might see the dynamic or flippy ones. Also kind of the kamikaze ones kind of fit into this sort of category. And Can we explain what a kamikaze is? A kamikaze is someone who just throws themselves, no fear whatsoever, good and bad, absolute instructors like most um, heart-stopping sort of student. The ones you have to yell at and be like, stop doing that. Yeah, the ones that often, like they're kamikaze, but they often – nail it um because of the lack of fear they're not hesitating um but like the risk is a little bit higher risk of even just running into another student Mm. like that's not thinking yeah just kamikaze yeah and yeah so that they're usually the dynamic and kind of flippy ones because they're they're not afraid to go for it. And they probably need that little bit more risk in their tricks to get the challenge. Yeah. It's it's like people that jump off cliffs into water. Like I don't understand what that does. Like I just am not a fan, would rather just slowly get in and just enjoy my swimming. Like do not make me jump off anything. (laughs) Meanwhile, she probably is a dynamic flippy one. Well, yeah, we're going to, we'll talk about how um, personal stuff after because <laughs> I think that I, it is really interesting because I'm not the kamikaze style but I do love the dynamic stuff um, and then you have those strength-based one p- 
people that just lift into every single thing that they do. Um, and if you're sort of new at a pole, these are the ones that you're like, they just get all the strength, all the strong moves where you really need a lot of strength, like easily, generally. And most of the time they do it, like I know, um, I am thinking of a couple of people in mind, but they've done it from the start. So whether they had a background or even not, whether that's just how they started doing it, they just started pulling themselves into things, whether they were scared and they didn't want to throw themselves, that they lifted into everything. Um, but they're also very amazing to watch as well. Um, and then we have like the dance focus category, which is absolutely huge. So we can't like mention every sort of style but we have noticed a few main ones coming through. Um, contemporary style, so mm. like ex, like ballerinas or dancers, like they um, tend to gravitate towards this. Yeah, yeah, really contemporary, like beautiful movements um, as well. You normally see these types of dancers in like the open divisions mm. of competitions. Yeah, yeah, and they just have flow. Um, the next one is like the sexy style. So the big heels, it could be like a hard style, sexy. It could be a slower, it could be like a Russian style. Mm. Like there's just so many styles of sexy out there. Um, floor based sort of, you know, and then all these stuff can like cross over. So it can be like, um, heels, sexy cross with these crazy dynamic tricks, mm. floor work sort of style. So, um, so as we read through this, you might be finding <laughs> that you like identify with the style of trick and then you identify with style of dance, dance and, and then, then add them together as well. And that's mm. how you find your own unique style. Mm. Um, and then like kind of like a slow flow, which mm. could be heels or no heels. Mm. It's not quite contemporary, but it's not quite like a super sexy style yeah. as well. We see that often um, twerk as well yeah we all love to twerk even if we can't even if we're not very good we still at it. end up in the it's back of people's fun. videos twerking yeah it's fun um and then i put in like hip-hop or just like other different um they're more sort jazz, of jazz like, like yeah more sort of like really particular to moves and yeah and this might like then you can some of you are probably not some of you listening especially i know when I started, I'm like, oh, I don't dance. Like, yeah. I'm real bad at it. So some of you are probably like, Ugh, no, like None they're of these the people styles. who uh, that come in and who mm. already have dance backgrounds, those types of things. I was just speaking to a beginner group the other day. I'm like, what like other classes have you tried? And one girl's tried all the dance classes we have. I'm like, do you have a dance background? She's like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, yeah, because beginners normally don't go into dance classes yeah. unless they have a dance background. And if you think if you're like, I'm not a dancey person, I don't identify with any of these, maybe just change your mind and think about, well, what do you hate the least out <laughs> of all of them? Because that was me. That was me to start. I'm like, I don't want to do any of the dancing. I don't want to, you know, but if someone gave me the choice between hip hop and <laughs> contemporary, like I'm none of those, I would choose contemporary because mm -hmm. I'm like, hip-hop is definitely not my thing so if you're kind of finding a style maybe go through a process of elimination rather than oh I like this it's maybe what don't you like what doesn't feel good for your body try different things and then that's when you can sort of fit in and go oh I feel like this or then you create your own mm. and, and then you go I'm going to take elements of this and that and then I'm going to make it my own because that's what feels good for me and this is where your studio influence can be quite big like if you are somebody who attends a pole fitness and like I say fitness in quotations because it's very heavily strongly fitness mm. where it's like tricks and strength only and there's no dance 
then you probably haven't even had the experience yeah. with the dance elements of it. Um, but if you attend a pole dance studio and they mm. are heavily a dance studio, you might have less experience with some of the trick stuff because mm. you guys are focusing on dance. movement and flow mm. and dance. So, And there's nothing wrong with that either. No. Um, and then we sort of moved on to like I guess the storytelling. So these are the people that really take – pole and make it the art mm. um because they make it like a show a performance whatever they're doing even if it's through tricks or through the dance they're either doing it in a comedic way um mm. they're doing it in some sort of heartfelt way a dramatic way um you find that there's people that always want to tell a story mm. um as well so that might be your thing and you might express yourself through that and this is where the story divisions are becoming very popular yes. in competitions. Um, and like, as you talked about there, I think about pole theatre and because they've mm. got like, what do they got? Classic, normal comedy and another one. Mm, I can't remember. I, can't, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared to <laughs> think about this right now. But I think they do a good job at showing the different elements of these things as well because, yeah. And because how can you judge someone that's doing a comedic performance against someone who's doing like a real contemporary – just piece, uh, you know, like, well, but it doesn't even have to be like yeah. a, st I don't do storytelling in a lot of my performances. I'm just moved the way I like to move to a song that I enjoy. Mm. So for me, it's not like there's no real meaning behind it for me. I just really love to do that. So it's like, how do you judge that compared to someone who's doing something really funny or, you know, yeah. doing, telling a story about something that's like really a, emotional? Yeah. Yeah, that's really challenging. So, yeah, this is why we're seeing so much more diversity in mm. the pole competition space. And I think this is where the conflict comes with pole going into the Olympics because it just doesn't yes. quite capture it. And if we're going to put it on a global stage, how, look what? how many things we just called out here and we're only calling out what we're thinking about. <laughs> and we're not done yet. <laughs> exactly. So, like, yeah, it's just pole is it's so, hard. so diverse. And I think it's great. Mm. And you probably will as pole continues to grow I would say we'd probably see studios to niche down a little bit in terms mm. of certain styles because it's just too overwhelming to try to cater to all of these things and you have to have instructors with the experience mm. like we used to have twerk at our studio because we had someone who could twerk but we don't really have like oh, we have people that can twerk but you know not regularly she created enough. an experience as well exactly and she like just went on maternity leave and we're patiently waiting for her to come back and twerk her Intent, butt some more. if you're listening. Yes, <laughs> nudge, nudge. We might just send her this episode. Um, but, yeah, like it just depends what's yeah. Yeah, availability at the time. Yeah. And then lastly, I sort of put in like mixed. So it's kind of like you might love multiple different things and that's completely fine. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm a this pole dancer. Or I'm a that pole dancer. You could be an all-rounder and you could be like, well, actually this time I want to do this, mm -hmm. but this time I want to do that. I think Carly Hunter comes to mind for a really diverse person um, yep. because she can do sexy and she can do that real good she can do funny if you haven't seen her carlos youtube videos or competitions have. Yeah. you have seen surely you've seen the Maybe. carlos and the granny she, hilarious i've seen the granny yeah and then she can also do super emotional and like mm -hmm. you know it's just like everything she does maybe fit more of in this sort of storytelling sort of thing but you know she'll just dance because it feels good she'll do this she does dynamic she does like she's just a bit of she's just everything um and as you talk about this like I keep coming back to the storytelling and 
so like obviously as humans we really connect with story mm-hmm. so if you are a storyteller you can really incorporate probably so many other things into this part but what i think is really important to say is if you are sitting here now and you're like yeah look i'm the super flexy one who loves to do sexy style um and not you know mm. a storyteller you don't have to stay like that mm. like you can be like I'm actually going to work really, really hard to do this type of style. We have an instructor on at the moment who's working really, really hard to now like the or, or progress and learn on that hard style dance. Mm. So that's where she's spending her time and energy. So with anything, like a skill can't just be given to you. Like you have to, if you want to change your style or you're interested in, let's say, mm. slow flow or twerk, you're not going to nail it week one. You no. need to work at it and you need to commit to you learning it. You should see it. me try and do a different style. It's hilarious. It's pretty funny. We did a K-pop workshop because <laughs> uh, one of our instructors does K-pop. It was funny. It's so good. I love it. I think it was like really refreshing <laughs> for some of the other instructors to see Renee <laughs> try to K-pop. It was great. It was so a lot So what, what would you say your style is, Steph? Over the uh, years, has it changed? Have you? I would say like I definitely started off as like the strength um kamikaze <laughs> tricks focus pole dancer i'm not a da- dancer it but now like after everything i've been through and all the injuries i've had and stuff like i've probably started really focusing more on dance ish mm. like that's probably where i feel that little bit more excitement about pole rather than tricks because I know I've done all these tricks before and for me it just feels like I'm repeating them to get back there and it's frustrating. So, um, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, but like when I think about my strengths pre-injuries, I was a strong pole dancer. Like I, mm. it was more holding, you know, stronger moves where I was successful. Mm. So that's probably more my natural talent. Yeah. I was definitely not the flexy one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what did you just say? You can always explore different areas. I know. Every time I do, I hurt those goddamn legs. <laughs> Pins. <laughs> what do you think you are? Um, I think I definitely started similar to the strength one. But and like I was saying before, it's more so because I was scared. <laughs> so I was definitely not kamikaze. I was scared of everything. So I just lifted into everything and lift and slowly lowered out of everything, which helped me a lot. Um, I did, you know, I, I did train a lot and go try you know, different stuff, but I would always, yeah, um, because I trained a lot by myself um, as well. I sort of like tried to stay really safe while doing it. I was pretty successful, which is good. Um, I never had, I didn't put on a pair of heels for like a year or more probably. Um, Once I did and started doing that, I loved that. So I was like, no, I freaking love that style. More of like the slow, sexy. I still feel like, you know, i find it I struggle to to do dance stuff like I've got I've sort of established myself in my particular style and I feel comfortable in that trying to explore out of that is challenging for me um if I'm trying to do that on my own I like to go to classes and some of my friends are really great like great choreographers and dancers so I like to sort of join in and try different stuff um as well I had a stint of trying to be real flexy as well um (laughs) which is like it got me to a certain point but I'm like I don't really want to be the contortionist like Mm. it's just I don't love stretching that much I sort of do it to where I kind of need to um and then I like yeah I want to focus my time elsewhere um so I do that and so now I'm kind of like I love the 
sort of dynamic, controlled dynamic though. So still not kamikaze, but more like a controlled dynamic. So I know like what I'm doing when I'm doing it, but I do like um, that sort of stuff as well. It's really interesting you talking about like, it took me so long to put on a pair of heels. My first studio, we did all our classes in heels. Like, so funny. It was like a part of like your welcome email, bring heels. And I'm like, what bloody heels do I bring to mm. this thing? So yeah, I started off in heels and everything I did, all my tricks, everything. So I think like thinking about that and then thinking about your studio, like what does your studio do? Yes. Are all your classes in heels Are all your choreos really sexy style? Like, And we were talking about before, it's like your studio might have a niche as mm. well. They don't have to cater to every single style no. of porn. And so you think of other dance studios, other industries out there, it's like they might specialise in one particular thing. So it's like should all pole studios try and offer a wide range for people? You know, they're small businesses. Yeah, and like, you know, if you want to go to a hip-hop class, you're probably going to look for a studio that does hip hop really well mm. right like so yeah I agree and I find we've had this discussion a lot when we were looking at the curriculum and like you know putting more of an emphasis on choreo to be like you guys like because we're thinking all rounder when we're thinking mm. about our curriculum we're not necessarily trying to niche we're trying to generalize I guess mm. um so yeah like yeah you have to do it because it helps with coordination and movement it's good for you but that is what we've decided mm. to implement into our studio but the studio owners at the end of the day have that decision and their decisions are obviously based on maybe their experience yeah. maybe their skill set and you know as long as they can lay that out there to you as a consumer and be like, this is who we are, this is what we do. What we offer. This yep. is what we offer. This is right for you if you want X, Y, Z, but this is not right for you if you want X, Y, Z. And so. they don't, yeah, and you can outgrow them as mm. well. And that's completely fine. You don't need to stay with the same studio. Yeah, I outgrew my first one. Yeah. It was just like getting to a point where the tricks weren't hard enough. I, like, I love the community mm. and that's where I came across to what is now Addictive Pole Fitness because, yeah, I needed something different because mm. I wasn't being challenged anymore and I think that's okay. And that was the first time I went and it was like, oh, you guys like dancing barefoot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so static, static and spinning. That's, oh, another, that's, that's another, another style one. we didn't yes. even touch on. Like, are you a static person or a spinning? I love all the little reels on Instagram. It's like this or that. Static mm. or spinning, hills, no hills. That's all I can think of right now. But there's a lot of <laughs> oh, like, like, and even like what you wear too. Like, yes. yeah, exactly. Crop singlet, booty shorts, or squats. Oh yeah, squats for so We need to do a trending episode. So popular. Yes, we do. We'll we'll put it out there to ask people. Yeah, for what trends they've seen because we can name so many just in our whole lifetime. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So like key takeaways. <laughs> I think she was the, um, so pretty was like, much that was your segue <laughs> pretty much um is that it's you know there's so many different styles out there it's okay to start with one move to another one it's okay to feel like um you're a bit of a mix of all of them mm. it's okay to change them have your own style do your own thing um also like I just said if your studio has a style and you want to try something different go try something different that's totally fine um 
So pretty much. Don't do like a, sorry, let's cut you off. We're probably really good at doing that. But (laughs) go like ask if you can do a drop-in or go just pay to do a drop-in in in that studio because you'll probably get a feel for what their style is. So, um, yeah, you don't have to – your pole journey is yours. Yeah. And you can, you know, like – There'll probably be a style that hasn't even been created and you might create it and then that'll be the next big thing. Exactly. I seen a reel recently that was like, um, choose your player. And it was like different types of pole dancers. And like, yeah, exactly. Choose your player. It's your journey. It's going to be your fight. And sometimes Monday you might want to be this pole dancer and Tuesday you might want to be that pole dancer. The beautiful thing about pole is you can be you. Exactly. So, So thank you for joining us to talk about different types of pole dancers. We will be chucking some things up this week because we want to know what type of pole dancers you are. Mm. Um, and if we've missed any that you're like, oh, my God, how could you have not included this? Like that mm. one time I did the video bombers on TikTok and everyone was like, you forgot the twerky butt. I'm like, yeah, fuck, how did I miss that? Anyway, yeah. let us know. So come hang out with us at uncovered.pd. And if you are loving Uncovered, because we know you are because you're at this point of the episode, have you left us a review yet? Yes, please come leave us a review. It helps us massively and we would love to read them. Otherwise, just send us a message. We also like that. We like the warm and fuzzies. So until next time, see you soon.